Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home. Boy, we talk about everything from kitchens to baths to tile, appliances, everything, you name it, and we chat about it. So today we have a very successful award-winning designer from Bergen County, New Jersey, Sharon Sherman. Thank you, Sharon, for stopping by so we can chat about our favorite subject. Well, thanks for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to sit and chat about design all day long. Good. Well, I thought we would talk about the white kitchen. Um, Are we over it yet? You know, are we still, I love white kitchens, but um, that's what I thought people would be interested. What are they going to do? What's coming up? Um, I know I've done a lot of white kitchens. I just posted a beautiful big white kitchen on my profile for Facebook. Um, What are you seeing since you live in a different part of the country than I do? What are you seeing for white kitchens? So, um, you know, my thing for white kitchens just is that every magazine that you pick up has a white kitchen in it. And I think consumers are very much uh, driven by what they see. So sometimes I think that they are led to uh, desire certain things because it's in front of them all the time. Right. Um, And, you know, they've been sold an idea that white kitchens, you know, are going to sell and white kitchens never go out of style and so on and so forth, which I think, you know, in general is true. You know, it's like a white dress shirt. They're beautiful. But after you wash them several times, they do start to lose a little bit of that sharp white color. Um, And I think that's what's happened with white kitchens. It's become such a standard across all different price points and all different styles and all different parts of the country. I think we're a little oversaturated with it. So what we're starting to find here is um, we're still doing whites, but they're not that super bright, crisp white. You know, if you pick up a, uh, a paint colored uh, deck that has whites in it and it says off whites, well, there's probably 500 off whites in there. So mm-hmm. right- and everywhere yeah. from, you know, very warm whites to cool whites to beiges to blues to grays. So that's a little bit more what we're seeing. Um, softer white, okay. not quite so stark. Um, you know, they're mixed with other colors. And um, we just uh, are doing one now that's a really beautiful island that's a deep grayish blue color, you know, and it has mm-hmm. softer white cabinets. Yeah. yeah. That to be a popular paint color for me. That yeah. We- about 35 years ago, I was working in a showroom and I, well, a couple came in and she had indicated that she wanted a white kitchen. I worked with her, laid everything out. And then they came in for the final design and the husband goes, a white kitchen? I don't want a white kitchen. My grandmother had a white kitchen. And I said, so what does that tell you? White will never go out of style. And I still go by that. White won't go out of style, but we're seeing as the years go by, white is there, but like you said, different color whites, um, they add color to it. Uh, a lot of times now we're seeing woods with it. Now we're going to go through that. So I think white's always going to be in, but do you remember about maybe 15, 20 years ago, the magazines not only had white kitchens, white countertops, white flooring, white appliances. It just looked like they were ready to operate. It was just a um, sanitary look, but um, more like uh, no personality. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think they look beautiful when they're first installed in the cleaning crew leaves. But I, you have to realize that there is much more upkeep that goes into a pure white kitchen, you know, and white floors. I think white floors are the bane of everybody's existence. Um, and I think people started to realize that, that they do look really beautiful. But in everyday life, and we do have to live in everyday life, you know, you can become a slave to taking care of these beautiful white cabinets, countertops, tiles, lighting. Oh, especially if you have little kids. That's a riot. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, if you cook, you're cooking with things that are not white. <laughs> you know, food is colorful. So um, you you see everything. I always talk about, you know, mixing sauces. You know, you make a nice tomato sauce and it splashes and it goes everywhere and it's a lovely colorful accent, but it's not really what you want on all of your tiles and your countertops and your cabinets. So that's true. That's true. But I have to say, I have a white countertop and white cabinets with wood trim. But when there's a spot on my countertop, I could find it. And, and I always tell people, you know, living in Arizona, we do have bugs. And sometimes you'll see a bug walking around on the countertop and it's easy to find. And I said, well, you know, if I had a dark countertop or if I had a granite with a very busy pattern, I wouldn't be able to see this. So there's good and bad, right? There's always, you know, the opposite side of, of the coin. Um, it, it's, um, it really depends on what you want to be able to live with and what you're comfortable with. You know, white, especially right now with the crazy things that are going on in the world, white has a sense of cleanliness and a sense of sanitized um, surfaces and materials. And I think people are looking for hygienic type things. Um, but, you know, do you want to be around that 24-7? And I think that's really the question for most people, at least with my clients, where, yes, I... I've just delivered a two, one large kitchen, another one is coming. The perimeters are done in um, white, but the islands are different colors. The built-ins that are going along with them are in a different color. The countertops are not a stark white. They've got some pattern to it and some depth. Mm -hmm. So those, you know, those are ways of still having that white feel so that mm -hmm. it is white and bright and clean, but it is not quite so stark and sterile. And I think um, bright and clean is a little bit different than stark and sterile. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we seen the Carrera all over the kitchen with the white cabinets? I'm getting a little tired of that only because it looks very bland again. They're overdoing. Anything that is overdone becomes boring. Yeah, it, it's repetitious and repetitious makes you weary sometimes, you know? Yeah. Well, I know a couple of years ago they started with the two-tone kitchens, um, Oh, God, I must have done one 20 years ago. And it, it was nice. It was very uh, French country. So I had a black island and antique soft uh, perimeter cabinets. Now I'm seeing that, like you said, the blues are beautiful. So if you could mix a blue island with a perimeter of white uh, or a wood tone. And I think that's becoming a more common. Agreed. And now with this honey bronze um, introduction in fittings um, and in, you know, in your faucets, in your light fixtures and hardware, I think that's a way to warm up the white that we're seeing where the steel colors that we had with them tended to uh, give you a cooler feeling in the kitchen where this warmer bronze color is really adding a lot of warmth to the white. So I think that's another way to kind of um, to bring a little more depth to the kitchen uh, without necessarily bringing in a color, it's bringing in a metal. So metals are, you know, a, a, an important um, addition to. Yes, metals are good this year. Yeah, metals are really good. 
especially when it comes to jewelry. But I didn't say that. (laughs) Also, uh, several years ago, to break up the all-white kitchen, I picked up a couple of magazines years ago, and they had black countertops. And so there's still that stark black and white. And if not done right, it just looks too much black and white on the floor, black on the countertop, which, by the way, shows every single thing. And I think, finally, they're getting away from that. They're realizing the contrast is too sharp. And so everything is going a little softer. I'm seeing, well, actually, um, I talked last week about trends. I'm seeing more natural woods, and there's nothing wrong with mixing natural woods with the white. That'll really soften it up and still go contemporary if that's what you lean towards. Absolutely. You know, that that's leans to a lot of Scandinavian design as well and a lot of mid-century modern. So I think there's still a lot of mid-century modern influence that is coming through, which was natural woods that are mixed with, you know, with whites and off whites. Um, and, you know, this whole desire this back to nature, we, a lot of people have been inside for a really long time. It's very lovely where you are, I'm sure, year round, you know, here. Oh, yeah, on the it's still coast. 90 degrees here. Yeah, here <laughs> on the East Coast, it's a little dreary and a little drizzly and, you know, oh, yeah. out the window. So, you know, they, we don't have a bright, sunny day. We have kind of a, a gray overcast day. And, you know, I think those are the, the feelings when people um, are feeling that they're kind of stuck inside and removed from nature, that they want to bring in some woods and some textures and some materials that are going to have a little bit more of that outside coming inside feeling. So I think that's where the, you know, the wanting to have more woods and wanting to have a warmer space inside um, is starting to show up. Oh, yeah. I think it's a good idea to add this. Also, I noticed that they're pushing living plants. I never knew living plants went out of style. But every <laughs> once in a while, right? You know, this this is funny. I said last week, I, you know, and I was doing a podcast about trends and do we have to listen to the experts? And the answer is no. Um, but they were saying, oh, yeah, a living plants. Well, they have to get paid to bring up something. Now, Living plants, unless you live in Arizona where we're a little, um, you know, it's hard to grow some plants. So uh, we don't have the luxury of having a lot of humidity, but which I like. But anyway, living plants and a wicker furniture is back. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I like that. They can add bar stools out of wicker to their white kitchen. And also they can add a light fixture out of wicker. I think those are really good suggestions if somebody wants to just break up their white kitchen, especially if they don't want to redo anything. Right. Yeah. That's such an easy way to change the look of a space. And, you know, I have written a lot about, um, you know, um, wellness and how you bring wellness into your house. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why even with designing spaces while people are trapped inside, you know, being able to see something green outside is really important. I think, you know, it got to a point where I don't know why everybody was running around buying all these fake um, florals and fake trees because they didn't want to have to care for them um, in their house, but you still have to dust them. I mean, they're still yeah, them. So well, now I'm, they have the canned air. That works really well. That's true. But I'm a big proponent of having live plants in the house. I happen to have them all over my house. I'm not a great um, indoor gardener. I'm much better outdoors, but um, I have them. And even, you know, we, we're seeing trends with arrow gardens and things like that. People are really trying to get that connection back to growing their own things and providing their own things. And I, I think that's another 
um, you know, important trend that we're going to see moving forward. Um, I had, a, you know, I have a little garden. I have fresh herbs growing all over the inside of my house because I like to cook with them. But it's just the smell of them. You know, they smell nice. And there's another little living thing there, which I think is um is important when you are, you know, in your home. And they're great colors. I've never seen really an ugly colored plant, I have to admit. And they go oh, well. I agree. I agree. <laughs> You're making me jealous because I lived in New Jersey for many, many, many years. And I had a, um, a, a porch that was right off my dining room. And I had at one time over 50 plants in there. Talk about color. I had everything from purples to greens, yellow and everything. Anything could grow there. I could plant a seed from a fruit and I'd end up with a little mini tree. Uh, yes. Not so easy. Yeah, no, it's true. We planted, we planted potatoes this year from potatoes and we had such a lovely little harvest and we had them for dinner the other night. So yeah, oh, we, how cool. we, we can grow a lot of kind of cool things out here. We really can. Not so in Arizona though, Sharon. But you do we have amazing cactus and things like that, which we absolutely cannot grow here. You don't want to. I mean, cactus are nice outside. You don't bring them inside, especially if they have the thorns. So even they're not, they're not graceful. Even roses have thorns. That's true. But they also have colorful flowers. I love roses. That's true. That's true. I and love I, flowers. I, I, like both. I, I love a variety of things. So I think variety is important in, you know, in everything we do, which is why I think it's nice that we're softening some of our white kitchens to have a little more variety oh, yeah. in color and materials. Yeah, we're going to talk more about how to add color, but first I want to talk about your home and how you could make it look so different. You can even make your white kitchen look different just by changing the light fixtures. And hopefully everybody has migrated now from the old-fashioned light bulbs to the LEDs, and you can get them in different tones. Uh, so when you go buy these lights, you can ask about the Kelvins. I suggest that you go on to the website shoppremier.com, or you can call the light consultants that work at uh, Premier Lighting. Now, if you don't live in Scottsdale, don't worry about it. They ship all over. You can call. I'm going to give you the phone number and you can ask questions. But if you do live around Scottsdale, they have a beautiful showroom and they always have the most up-to-date fixtures. And when you go in there, just be prepared to look up a lot because <laughs> their ceiling is covered with fixtures. So their number is 623 that's 623-907-2669. Call them or go onto their website. Ask about the LED lights. Make sure you go with the dimmers and make, a, make your room a little bit different for the holidays. And also you can change the lighting. You can also put strips of LED. And guess what? They do come in colors. So ask them about that. And uh, now back to the ideas that we're going to give you for your white kitchen. So Sharon, you know what I'm seeing a lot of very colorful backsplashes and that would be good to break up a white kitchen. Are they doing that in New Jersey? Absolutely. So we're, um, we're seeing not quite so much the entire backsplash, but the last few that I've done, um, we're still using a white a subway tile format, mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. with a larger size subway tile. So we're doing a lot of four by eights and four by twelves. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're mixing it with features behind the hood. So I, I don't know if you're um, if you heard that the new color of the year from Benjamin Moore is Aegean teal. So that uh, last week's podcast or this week's podcast that is just published yesterday. Yes, I have their that's their color of the year. I have Pantone's color and Sherwin Williams colors. Yep. 
So that happens to be a color, a tile that a client of mine just selected for their kitchen. And we're going to use that. It's in a detail behind the hood. So it's going to have the whites and pale gray and that beautiful Aegean teal uh, surrounded by a softer white, a linen white tile backsplash. So I think that's going to be very lovely. Um, another client is doing a similar idea, except um, she's doing something that has more of a, um, of a rust tone with um, white and black because the marble that she's using, you know, when you get marble tile, um, very often you'll get little veins of red or rust color because mm -hmm. of the iron that's in it. So she's all into this natural material. So we're taking color cues from the natural formed color veins from the iron that was in the ground when the marble was created. So oh. it's another kind of cool thing that's happening. Well, I might just mention that Pantone's color for 2021 is violet. So I if, love if, violet. I love purples. I love violet. So that goes really well with white kitchens. Absolutely. It goes great with white. It goes great with blue. If you have certain color violets, if they're right. warmer, they look beautiful with uh, with navy. It's, it's, it's a lovely color combination. It really is. Elephant yeah. gray is one of my favorite kind of purple shades to use in, um, in homes. And who makes that? Uh, that's a Benjamin Moore color. It's just it's, in it's case somebody big, wants to know. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it says elephant gray, but it really is a really soft purple. It's beautiful. It's a really beautiful color. Oh, good. Well, another thing, another place where they can add color is their window treatments. Right. Window treatments, yep. If you yep. have open shelf cabinets, you can paint the back of the shelf, in, you know, the shelf cabinet right. um, in a different color. If you have glass door cabinets, you can paint those. I'm a big proponent of colorful accessories. So, Me too. You know, there's a, a couple of companies that make really cool toasters and things like that in beautiful, bright colors um, so that you can leave them out on your counter because if it's colorful and it's pretty, you won't want to put it away. Yeah, and it's cheap enough so that if you get tired of the color, you can just get rid of it or put it behind your appliance garage. And you can think, what? Go ahead. I'll say even hardware. You know, we were talking about metal yes. jewelry before. So for me, hardware is the jewelry for the cabinet. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, hardware is coming in different colors beyond just the, the honey bronze colors. You can find some really pretty colored um, pieces of hardware. And if you just use a couple of them as an accent, it's, it's really a lovely addition. And, you know, that's a good idea because in a couple of years, if they get tired of it, it's not a big deal to change out your hardware. Yes, especially if they're knobs. It's a little harder if you use poles, but if you're using knobs, it's very, very easy to change. Right. And they can also add a colorful chandelier to their kitchen or yes. over their island or, I mean, there's many ways that they can add color and get away from that um, antiseptic white. I used to call it toothpaste white. Absolutely. You know, even just using, um, you know, placemats. I mean, it sounds like a silly thing, but if no, you have no. a kitchen yeah. island and you have colorful placemats and you have a beautiful vase with a beautiful bouquet of flowers that, you know, that's an absolute perfect accent and that you can change as frequently as you like. Yeah. And also cushions for your stools. If you have stools in your yeah. kitchen or yeah. a table and chairs, you can change the cushions. Absolutely. So there's many, many ways. I think uh, we're not stuck with the all white kitchen. There's plenty that you can change and add. But I want to bring up the fact that, as I've said last week, we emphasize this, but every time I do a kitchen or a bathroom, I try to let people know that it's really their space. They don't have to follow the trends. They don't have to listen to the experts. If they like a color and it's not the color of the year, hey, so what, right? 
I say that all the time. You know, people always say, well, what would you do? And I said, but what I do and what you're going to do are two different things because I'm not going to be living here every day. You exactly. need that every morning when you come down and you walk into that space, because generally your kitchen is like the first place you go in the morning after mm-hmm. after you leave your, your bedroom area. And it's the last place you are at night. And, you know, that's the space that you really have to love when you're in it. And I think it's important that people, you know, I could say to somebody, oh, you know, paint your walls blue and they'll, they'll say, but I hate blue. But if you tell me it should be blue, then that's what I'll paint it. No, don't do that. (laughs) You know, put in a color that you're going to connect with, put in a color that you're going to love. And, you know, if you love big cabbage rose patterns, use cabbage rose patterns. It doesn't matter whether they're in style or not. If you wait a couple of years, they're going to come back around again anyway. Oh, by the way, big flowered wallpaper and upholstery is coming back. Now that I don't care for, but if somebody wants it, go for it. Yeah, I don't have to look at it all the time, but you know, it's your house, right? You have to live with what you love. Because if you're living with something you don't love, you're not going to be very happy. And your your home is, you know, your your shelter, your home is a reflection of you. So it should absolutely reflect what you like and what you love. So I can honestly say that as designers, we encourage the people to communicate with with us so that we know what they like. The last thing I want is to get the whole kitchen or bathroom or living room done. And then they walk in and go, I don't like it. Uh, We don't ever want to hear that, right? So here's a funny story. So many years ago, I worked for a company and there was one designer that became very, very popular. And she had a very... um, strong, specific design style. And what happened after a couple of years is that um, people realized there were three or four houses on the street that she had done work in. And every space was exactly the same. It was the same cabinet. It was the same almost layout. It was the same hardware. It was the same countertop. It was the same backsplash tile. It was everything. She duplicated. And people suddenly started to say, well, I spent all of this money, but I don't have a kitchen that's my own. And um, it was fascinating. You know, they all really fell into this trap of, oh, be guided only by this designer's word. And here she was just creating the same space over and over. And she happened to do it on the same street. And when they all got together, um, they were a little disappointed that they didn't have something that was uniquely theirs. You know, in her mind, she might have been saying, this is my signature. Haha. <laughs> but, you know, people are paying for the uniqueness, the individuality, and uh, I guess she either changed her style or changed her uh, way of doing things, or maybe she doesn't do this anymore. No, yeah, maybe. But, you know, when people go on my website, they'll say, you know, you don't have one particular style. Everything looks so different. I said, that's because every one of my clients is different. Yeah, exactly. That's what you hire a designer for so that they can create for you something that is a reflection of you, but with all of the technical aspects that they need to have it be functional, to have it be timeless, to have it be healthy, to have a wellness factor to it, um, to have the proper products. Those are all the things that really go into the design. And it really should be a reflection of the client, not the designer. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, There's probably a million designers out there that would tell you that is not their opinion. (laughs) But no, um, I agree with you totally. I do the same thing. I, I I do what the client wants. And the only time I will step in because we are actually advisors is if she decides to do something and I don't think it's going to work. It's either not going to be safe or healthy or definitely I'll say, this is my opinion. You can do what you want, but 
I would suggest A and B and C. I don't, I don't ever suggest one thing. And here, here's my choices. What do you think? And they usually will kind of agree with us because they can see the light. Um, but for the most part, I don't force anybody to do what they don't like. You know, like I said, it's their kitchen. It's important to make yeah. it part of the process. You know, they mm-hmm. need to be part of the process, just not part of the end result. And I think that's, you know, that's where things can go um, off track. Right. And I've done spec houses and that's where we pick something we like and we do it with the idea that it's going to sell the house. But there's no homeowner there to confer with. Usually the builder says, okay, we need to go vanilla or general. But for the most part, yeah. Stick to your your, non-controversial. Right, right, right. So I say for everybody out there, do what you want to do. You know, and if you don't, if you don't think you're going to tire of purple cabinets or, you know, green walls, go ahead and do it. Now, the green walls can always be changed, you know, very easily. But once you pick an item in a color, and let me just say this, there are certain appliances that you will spend upwards of ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for. You could get them in orange, red, purple. Before you spend that money, you better start picturing what you're going to feel like in five years with that same color, because that's not something you can change readily. Agreed. That's, that's my two cents for the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to make a commitment to color, it's, it's, it's like being, it's like marrying somebody. If you're planning on staying together, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. piece of appliance are going to stay together for the long haul. Make sure it's something that you'll be able to commit to forever. Yeah. I know I have seen orange uh, freestanding ranges, 48 inch, and they cost a lot of money and they're beautiful. But do you want to come in to your kitchen every day for the next five or 10 years and look at that same orange? You got to love orange. Don't just say, yeah, I can live with it. No, you got to love it. You got to love it. Got to love it. Hey, Sharon, this was great. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I like to find out what's going on in uh, Bergen County since I lived there for so many years. So I appreciate you taking the time to be on this podcast and we'll do this again. In the meantime, I probably won't talk to you until after the holiday. So have a great holiday. You as well. I enjoy speaking with you also. And I'm happy to come back anytime you'd like to chat. Oh, thank you, Sharon. You're well, welcome. I hope, if, I hope everybody out there enjoyed today's show. Be sure to subscribe and you can rate our shows and you can comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And by the way, I am now on iHeartRadio. I'm also on Uh, Amazon Music. So you can find me all over the place. And don't forget to share them with your friends. We have some really great ideas and you don't want to just keep them to yourself, especially if you have a friend with a white kitchen who doesn't know what to do. (laughs) If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Sharon, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Stay safe out there. Have a great day and have a great holiday. 